good to see each and every one tonight. Let's all stand, please, everyone, tonight. He keeps me singing. There's within my heart a melody. Jesus whispers sweet and low. Fear not, I am with thee. Peace be still. In all of life's ebb and flow. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing. Keeps me singing as I go. On the second now. All my life was wrecked by sin and strife. Discord filled my heart with pain. Jesus swept across the broken strings, stirred the slumbering chords again. Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know. Fills my every longing, keeps me singing as I go. Let's turn around and shake hands and fellowship one with another. Welcome our visitors. remain standing for a word of prayer. Good to have all of you with us tonight. I want you to remember all the other things going on. Let's remember our Awana that's going on next door. 
And as well as some of our teenagers, they're having friend night. They're in their midweek service. And I think their goal is 100. Is that right? They're shooting for 100 tonight. And just the teenagers, they've been averaging about seven in there, between 65 and 70 on Wednesday night. But they're shooting for 100 tonight. So let's pray they'll get that. And the Lord open up. Good to have all of you that are here. And good to have several missionaries that are visiting with us. Of course, Terrence, we're going to introduce to you in just a few moments. Good to have Brother Comer with us tonight, missionary to Mexico, and also Brother Thompson of Baptist International Missions. Brother Ray, come up here, if you would, please, and lead us in prayer. And let's ask the Lord to bless tonight and move in our service. This is our Mission Emphasis Month, and it's been a joy to have our missionaries through the month with us. Let's pray now and ask the Lord to touch the service. Our Father, we join our hearts together to thank you for this occasion that we can meet together in your house. How we thank you for the testimony of Temple Baptist Church and for all that you have done through them for worldwide evangelization. And Father, I pray that during this week, a special emphasis placed upon reaching the world with the gospel of Christ, that there shall be a greater enthusiasm on the part of every person. And Lord, we know in order to be a great commissioned church, it demands total involvement. So may every person, every member of this church be totally involved, committed to reaching the loss for Christ here in our city, but at the same time with equal emphasis reaching out to the peoples of the world. Bless Brother Terrence as he shares his burden, his passion tonight, and again bless the preaching of the word, and we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 He loves me, he loves me, he loves me, this I know. And did my Savior bleed and did my sovereign die? Would he devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? He loves me, he loves me, he loves me, this I know. He gave himself to die for me because he Thank you. You may be seated. Amen. You know, we're doing things just a little different on Wednesday nights in our Missions Emphasis Month. We're receiving the offering at the end of the service, so we'll have a special song in just a second, then we'll introduce our missionary tonight. Just one thing I want to remind you of, and that's the rally at the Roundhouse Sunday. It's from 2.30 to 4.30, and that's just to show our commissioners here in the county that we support them 
and what they're doing with the Ten Commandments. So I hope that all of you are planning on going to be a full day for us here at the church. And uh, the choir is going to be singing as there. And, of course, Judge Roy Moore will be there and others. And I think the singing actually starts at 2 o'clock, don't they? The premieres, that's the quartet. They'll start singing at 2 o'clock. Then our choir starts off at 2.30. That's when the actual service begins. And I would encourage you to get there early. But uh, I appreciate what these fellows have done. And I, I have personally told them I appreciate what they're doing. But we want to show that. So you want to plan on being there Sunday. And so keep that in mind. Let's have a special song. And then I'll introduce our missionary to you today.
It's a joy to have uh, Terrence and Sharon Jones with us tonight. Brother Terrence, you come, and he's got a presentation to share with you, and he'll be bringing the message. Let's welcome the Joneses with us tonight. Good to have you. Thank you, Okay, well, good evening to all of you. It really is a joy to be here tonight and to share with you a little bit about the ministry that uh, the Lord uh, has laid upon my heart uh, to be involved with. And uh, my wife is here with me tonight, Sharon Jones. Uh, I'm here, I'm from the island of Barbados, and my wife, she is from uh, the island of Antigua. And uh, the Lord has really burdened our hearts to be involved in a ministry in the West Indies called the Blue Water Bible College and Institute. Uh, it's a school that was started uh, about uh, 39 years ago by a collective of pastors and uh, missionaries in the West Indies uh, who really saw a need for there to be uh, an institution uh, established to train young men and young women uh, for the work of the, the ministry. And um, going to Blue Water Bible College, I must say I'm a little bit off. I think it's okay if I step back a little bit and uh, so I see exactly what's happening. I haven't done this presentation before, but I trust that you all would bear with me as I go through it. All right, and uh, those at Blue Water Bible College, we've had a really good emphasis uh, in training young men and young women for the work of the ministry. Uh, we've had the opportunity to train them in evangelism and preaching, Sunday school Bible clubs, Christian school, and singing and drama. So there's a lot that the school has done over these last uh, years, 39 years that it's been in existence uh, to help promote ministries in uh, the West Indies. Now I tell you all of that, um, I also want to say this, that in the past, in the last few years or so, uh, the ministry has become somewhat in need of a revitalization. And I think that there is a real definite uh, need for a new vision for the future. And when I say that, uh, we need to understand as with any ministry, uh, we, all must, we always must bear in mind uh, the environment in which we live, and that's what ministry is all about. Ministry is about meeting the needs of a community. And the ministry and the needs in the West Indies have changed over the past uh, 20 years, the last two decades or so. Uh, when you think about the West Indies or the Caribbean, if you're not careful, people hear that you come from an island, you know, they think that you're still running around in grass skirts and hunting your food with spears. And really, those of you who are, you have been on cruises, or you've been on certain uh, trips for your vacation, you know the islands are not necessarily uh, just people living in mud huts. But the islands have become, at least in the last 20 years, very developed. Uh, especially when they made the switch over from agriculture to tourism. Uh, that really changed many of the islands. It really changed the culture because the islands were forced to become uh, very developed very quickly in terms of education, in terms of providing the right facilities uh, for the tourists who would be coming in. As a result of that, there's a wide availability now of information uh, technologies. Uh, and that also has led to, if I might say, a rise of skepticism in our islands, where one time we were very sensitive towards religious things, uh, now there is that growing uh, skepticism of where we're no longer, we're ready to question anything religious. Uh, school uh, prayer is still something that's really promoted in our schools, but you just give things enough time, and the skeptics somehow always seem to win out if the church is not careful. And then also the growth of other religions. Uh, one thing that we've seen, as you've seen it here, is the rise of Islam. And then also in the West Indies, the rise of the Rastafarian uh, movement. Those are the guys that have the dreadlocks. So these are things that our churches are battling right now. And as an institution, 
talking about preparing young men and young women for the work of the ministry. These are the things that we have to bear in mind. These are the things that we have to be aware of if we are going to be effective in training people for the work of the ministry. We can no longer just sit back and say, well, you know, I like teaching New Testament in a certain way, or I like teaching missions in a certain way, or I like to teach Greek in a certain way, so I'll just do it like that. You have to, whenever you educate someone, you're educating them uh, to go out there and to be effective within a given community. And you must be able to analyze the needs of what's going on there so that you can adequately train and prepare your young people for the work of the ministry. And that is something that I'm really thankful that the, the administration now at the Blue Water Bible College and Institute in St. Thomas, they have seen this need, they have seen these things happen, and they're ready now to make the changes, the changes that are needed uh, to make the school more effective in terms of training its young men and its young women for the work uh, of the ministry. Now, as I say these things and I explain to you uh, what is happening there in the West Indies, uh, I mentioned about the change of the culture, and that is something, I guess, that you all have experienced uh, to some degree here. Anytime you're effective in ministry, anytime you want to do something that is really uh, going to impact your community, you have to bear in mind uh, the culture. All right? Ministry is really that's just that. Meet, ministry is, is meeting the needs of a culture. That's really what it's all about. And therefore, as the needs of our culture has changed, all right, uh, we, we must understand that, sorry, as, as our culture has changed, the needs then of the people, really, they change as well too. And that is something that we must bear in mind as a school, something that we must be effective in if we're going to really be serious about doing uh, Christian education. Now, all part of this and involved in, in the ministry of Blue Water Bible College um, as I say, I'm excited that the school itself has really uh, seen the need for this. They're really uh, aware now that maybe things that may have done in the past were not as effective as they would have liked. And therefore, they are now willing to, to make the changes that, that need to be done, uh, things that are necessary for the school to really do uh, what it was started for, and that is to train young men and young women for the work of the ministry and to be very uh, effective in the things that they do. Um, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm realizing that I really set the time on these things way too long. Because it's like, you know, I've already said the things I need to say and we're ready to move on. So I'll be able to change that on the next one for sure. All right, Blue Water Bible College have seen the needs of these things and they're ready to make that change. And that is something that I'm excited about going there and being involved with the work of the ministry and uh, getting ready to do uh, what the Lord has prepared for us to do at this school. All right, now there are three things that Blue Water has uh, decided to... Uh, I guess a three-pronged attack that they will use in terms of getting the school uh, better organized, getting the school to be more effective, getting the school to be uh, really where it's supposed to be when it comes to doing the work of the ministry. And that is the first aspect of it is going to be biblical discipleship. Now, I'm not going to wait for this thing. If not, we'll be here for the rest of the night. All right? So the first aspect is going to be biblical discipleship. And really, that's what Ministry really should be all about, you know, we talk about getting people saved, we talk about planting churches, but one thing we must always remember, it is discipleship. You know, the Word of God in the Commission, He tells, Jesus Christ tells His, his disciples to go and make disciples, He doesn't tell them go get people saved, alright, and there's a difference between the two. And therefore we must be concerned with biblical discipleship. Uh, one thing that we're working on right now in the school is we're going to have a semester and summer internship programs. And what that means is that when students come in uh, to the school, 
uh, they're going to be able to work with a pastor or work with, if I might say, a ministry uh, coordinator within a local church that can help them uh, better transfer what they're learning in the classroom into a local church environment. So therefore, as they're learning, as they get the theory, as if you might want to call it, in the classroom, uh, we're going to give them an opportunity to be involved in a local church with someone there who can nurture them and say, well, look, these things that you have learned, here is how you apply this now within a ministry. They get that through the semester and then in a concentrated effort uh, during the summer or during the Christmas breaks if they desire to do that. All right, next here is student group discipleship, something that uh, we hope to do within the student body, not just so that we get leaders within the church to work with them, but we get students within the dorms to be able to work with each other, form leadership groups within uh, the school, I guess you might call them uh, RAs, resident assistants in, in regular colleges, and when they get that set up that our students can disciple uh, each other, work with each other. Uh, Bible ministry enrichment conferences, uh, the school really needs to start sponsoring uh, Bible conferences in the West Indies uh, that we can help our students as they uh, see these pastors coming in, talking about the ministry that they're doing to help them get an awareness of the ministry needs that exist within the Caribbean, all right? If we allow that our students just come in and we just teach them in the classroom or maybe just teach them how to do things in St. Thomas, we're really going to limit them in terms of understanding the vast spectrum of ministry as it exists, not just in St. Thomas, but in all the other islands in the Caribbean as well. So we're hoping that through the, the Bible uh, enrichment conferences where we get other guys coming in, preaching on the theme, uh, whether it's beyond church growth or biblical leadership, even something like prophecy or biblical exposition, New Testament, anything, we can get our students excited about what is going to happen uh, in the West Indies, not just what's happening on St. Thomas, but also what is happening uh, on the other islands, uh, different areas as well too, all right? And then, well, the other area is going to be um, uh, academic excellence, all right? And that's going to come up there in a little while. But academic excellence, and I know that when people hear academics and missions, somehow the two of them don't really go together. Um, I, hear, I get the joke all the time, oh, you've been to seminary, oh, you've been to cemetery, you know, we get this whole idea that uh, somehow to be uh, academically minded somehow dumbs down or desensitizes young men and young women who are preparing for the work of the ministry. It somehow outs their fire that they had as they went into the, to, the, to the school. Now, if you know anyone like that, all right, I'll tell you right now they went to the wrong school, okay? Um, academics are very important. Scholarship is good. Scholarship is needed. Scholarship tells us that we just cannot interpret the text any way we think it should be interpreted. We just can't get up and say whatever we want to say, but the Word of God has a particular message. And if you want to proclaim that to people, then there's certain ways how you have to decipher it and then how you have to preach it. And that is something that any Bible college ought to be concerned about. It ought to be concerned about building a solid academic base because it is upon what the students learn in the classroom that they build their ministry. Now with that, we're going to get, well, qualified faculty. We're hoping that we can get guys in there, not just who, well, I feel the Lord called me into the ministry, then I'm going to go. But we want people who have been trained, who have went through the educational process themselves, then to be able to carry that on to the students there at Blue Water. Uh, we're going to have a degree uh, expansion and modular classes. Um, this is one thing that 
where we can get other people involved in the ministry, uh, where we can break the regular semester and have concentrated classes for like two weeks. And we can get people, pastors from other islands, pastors from the United States or whoever would be interested to come down and to teach our students. I mean, we accomplish a really great task in that because we are exposing our students, not just the ministry in the St. Thomas, not just the ministry in the West Indies, but then we, we expand their vision even greater than that. And if someone were to come from the States, say one of you, you come down, then you give, you are able to teach a class, but you teach it from a perspective that is unknown to them because they're not Americans, they don't live in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And therefore you're able to tell them and teach them from this perspective and therefore widen their, their, uh, their perspective of how wide and vast ministry is, all right? We have partnerships that we're working on and then upgraded facilities. The partnerships really, that's gonna be working with other schools who are already established, who already have a viable, credible uh, program and they're gonna come alongside of us to be able to help us in terms of getting or paperwork or administrative things run in line, be able to help us with faculty coming in. And then obviously we need to upgrade our facilities. Um, you know, we need to be able to provide an environment for students who are gonna come in. Uh, we can't just come in and just give them one book. Here's uh, J. Vernon McGee on the book of Genesis. Uh, you take that and that's gonna be education for, for the whole four years of Bible college. We have to be serious about the things that we do. And uh, one part of teaching, those of you in here who are in education, you know one important part of learning is an environment in which to learn. And therefore we must be able to give our students uh, that uh, avenue as well too. Uh, the whole idea of global impact is really the last part of it. We have biblical discipleship, academic excellence, and global impact. I use the word global because that is something that's very familiar to all of you, you can't go anywhere without hearing the word global. I guess it's a more uh, chic term for international, but it really has a much wider uh, involvement or influence, I guess I might say, than just international. Global lets us see that ministry is not just related to just one church, Temple Baptist, but it's related then to every other area that the church seeks to be involved with. If you want to be involved in uh, ministry in Alabama, or you want to be in Burma, or you want to be in China. That's the whole aspect of global ministry, being involved beyond yourselves and encompassing the globe. And that's something the schools must really be always on the, the, the forefront with, and that is letting their students see that the things that they do, they just don't impact the given community that they're in. But there's a greater sphere of where we can be involved, and that's something that I think Bumata has the opportunity to, to to be involved with in terms of we have discipleship programs, working, letting our students go and work in local churches. They go out within people to the Lord, being able to incorporate them into the body of the, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ. That has a local emphasis to it. In church planting and church strengthening, we kind of branch out into regional areas where uh, we do help our students understand the rudiments of planting churches, but we also place an emphasis on strengthening churches that already exist. You know, there's no sense reinventing the wheel. You know, there's no sense just planting a church because you want to. But if we can go into communities or into different islands and we can help strengthen the bodies that already exist there with our students going in and being involved, then we accomplish a greater good in building that church up and then maybe in the long run, then we can think about uh, church planting. Instead of competing, we really need to start working together. Christian school establishing is something that's really not uh, promoted really heavily in the West Indies. 
And that is something that we really need to do. You're so thankful, you're so blessed here in America that you have such a wonderful heritage of Christian uh, education where you can go and you can send your young children as they grow up understanding knowledge in light of the Word of God. And that is something that's really very important. It's something that we don't have. I know in Barbados we don't have it. And that's something that I hope that our school, that Blue Water can promote on a really regional level throughout the islands. And then finally, internet technology. I know you guys, you, at the church here, you already have a website. Uh, the internet, when it comes to reaching people, you can want no better medium. It reaches so many, and it can be so cheap. And that is something that Blue Water is uh, going to be involved with in terms of an uh, internet ministry that really uh, we hope to bring online at the end of next year. It's going to be something that we're going to incorporate uh, many of the pastors in the West Indies to help them in terms of writing articles, getting things together that we can post on an internet site and therefore get the involvement of a more international or global community. All right, now I say that and then we think about looking towards the future of Christian education in the West Indies is what I just told you, just kind of rush through it. And that is the Blue Water Bible College and Institute. I really believe that there is really great potential for this school to do something really wonderful in the West Indies. Uh, you have such wonderful um, privileges here in the schools that you have, Tennessee Temple University just across the street from you, and so many wonderful Christian colleges here that you can send your children to and you not, not have to worry about anything. But we don't have that in the West Indies, and that is something that we really need to be serious about. We really need to be serious about educating our young people. And not just, you know, dumbing them down or just filling their head with a bunch of facts, but be able to educate them from a Christian perspective that they can understand uh, everything that exists in this world in light of a biblical foundation. And that, that's really what Christian education is all about. Now, I just really want to just challenge you tonight. I really don't want to take uh, too much time I uh, just wanted to share with you the work that we had there. And the verse that you see there at the back, um, Matthew 28, verse 20, has a verse that we use and we put it on our prayer cards because it's a verse that I take very seriously when it comes to the ministry that we do, and that is making disciples. As I said before, uh, you know, we don't want to be in the business about, say, we're just going to get people saved or we're going to go plant churches. When I made the decision to come uh, to the States uh, to raise support, uh, my wife and I were only going to be here for six months, four of which are gone already. So we plan we're going to be leaving in uh, February. Uh, and a number of individuals, when I told them what I was planning on doing, they told me that churches are not going to support us. And I said, well, why is that? And they said, well, because you don't have two uh, the most essential words in your ministry. And that is you don't have evangelism and you don't have church planting. And these churches are not going to listen to you. They, they want to they hear people going out there. They want to hear people going out there winning souls. They want to hear churches being planted. That's what gets people excited about missions. That's what gets people excited about supporting missionaries. Well, I'm not going to stand here. I'm not going to lie to you. All right? We are not about going out there and having these big crusades and getting people saved and planting 10,000 churches within the next five years. We are about making disciples. The Word of God, you know, people talk about, you know, getting people saved and everything. As I mentioned earlier, the Word of God, when it talks about this whole aspect of salvation, it talks about making disciples. 
Disciples, it's not just about you give somebody a tract and you tell them you need to be born again and they get saved. That's not the end of it. And that is a mistake that so many churches have made in the past, is that we go out there with these big evangelistic efforts. We have these track blitz. We go and have something on television or on radio, and we want to get people saved. And we get all these professions, oh, so many people got saved. But that is not all there is to it. What you have done is that you have been responsible for birthing all these spiritual children and if you have taken on the responsibility to do that, then of necessity, you must raise them up in the fear and the admonition of the Lord. And that is where so many have failed. And you know, we always are ready to blame the, uh, the individuals. Oh, you know that person, you know, they say they're saved, but look at their life, look at how they're living. Really, you know, when, when Paul wrote the book of 1 Corinthians in chapter three, when he talks about them, uh, all the things that they did, he starts off by telling them, you know, the problem is, is that I have to be feeding you milk when I really should be feeding you meat. The reason that they behaved the way that they did, it was not because they weren't saved. It was because they were not schooled or taught how they ought to act in Christ. And that was the problem. And that is the problem with so many people who are running around there saying, I'm a Christian. Because at one time, somebody did lead them to the Lord. But that someone did not take the responsibility to raise them up, to disciple them. And that is where we make the mistake. The Great Commission, when we look at it, it is not about this evangelist that goes and gets 10,000 people saved, but it is about making disciples and nurturing up these people to be strong disciplers, just like how you work with them. That is what the Great Commission is all about. That is what the Word of God talks about. When you look at salvation in the Bible, even when you look at how the, the word gospel is used, it is never used within a context of just the born again experience. Salvation itself is used in a variety of different ways that, that, that encompass the entire spectrum of a person's Christian life from the time that they are born again until the time that they are redeemed and glorified by the Lord Jesus Christ. All of this is wrapped up in the message of the gospel. It is about discipleship. And that is what we ought to be concerned about. And that is what the ministry at Blue Water is going to be concerned about. We, we see the need to make, an, to make an impact for the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's no doubt about that. That there's no doubt that people in the West Indies need to be saved. There's no doubt that we need to get the message out to those who are growing and being raised in skepticism. That we have to be able to meet them on that intellectual academic level and be able to demolish these false ideologies that they have been building up by some unsaved, ungodly instructor who has no respect or no honor for the word of God or for the one who gave it to us. You better believe we ought to be serious about what we're gonna do. And we better believe we're gonna take serious the, the institution of Blue Water Bible College and Institute because this is about the Great Commission. It is about making disciples. And it is not in a sense where we just get these men and we just train them, but we are training men, we are training young women to go out there and train others and carry on the legacy that Paul himself told Timothy to make sure that you do. Commit the things that you have learned to faithful men so that they can carry on the legacy. And that is what the Bible College is about. That is what the institution of learning should be about. Any school that you are involved with, it is about discipleship. And that is what Blue Water Bible College is going to do.
the ministry has great potential, but potential means nothing unless we're willing to use it. We have to work with it. We have to get down there. We have to get our hands in the soil. We have to work and build up this institution that it can maintain the legacy that it was built upon to train young men and young women. As wonderful, as gracious the heritage that Blue Water had, Blue Water must continue it so that it can finish well. And we have the opportunity, my wife and I, to be there. The fact is that Blue Water Bible College uh, is uh, still at mission status. And therefore, they can't afford to pay us. And therefore, my wife and I, as you would expect, have to raise our own support. Now, and I know all that's involved with you know, the missions program here, how you select your missionaries. But if you would prayerfully consider my wife and I uh, to be involved uh, with your missions program, stand with us, support us, help us to get there, to do the work of the ministry. And that is more than we can ask for. Now, I always like to cover all the bases. Don't like to leave anything untouched. If you decide that uh, this ministry is, uh, well, my wife and I as missionaries, they don't really fit into where exactly where your church is, is heading right now. And I want for you to consider uh, if you would support the school. I know sometimes many churches have missions projects where you collect money for a certain amount of time and give to a school or whatever. If Blue Water could get on that list, then that would be wonderful. Anything that we can do to help the school. If you could remember to pray for us, if you could remember to pray for the leadership of Blue Water Bible College, that, that the Lord would give them wisdom, that the Lord would help them to be strong, to make the right decisions, and to be able to stand upon that. Because of what they are doing in pastors committing young men and young women into our care, we have to be so careful that we be good stewards of the trust that these men are given to us. And the way that we can be sure of that is if we have God on our side and we make sure that we practice this book inside and out. I want to thank you for the opportunity, Pastor, you've given me to just share the ministry. And for those of you who have listened uh, very attentively, I trust that you'll remember to pray for us as uh, we make ready. Um, we have just uh, six more meetings left before we head back. And if you could just pray that the Lord would help uh, the people that we speak to uh, to be sensitive to the needs that we have, uh, we would be so very thankful for that. Let's bow our heads in prayer and just ask the Lord's blessing on tonight. Father, I just want to thank you for your goodness towards us. Thank you for the privilege that we have to uh, present your ministry here. Thank you for the sensitivity of Temple Baptist Church uh, to the need of missions. Uh, thank you that they can devote a month of, out of their schedule here in terms of a church, that they can just have that emphasis and just focus the minds of the people here upon the need for missions, upon the need for reaching the world for the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that you would help them always to uh, continue the heritage that they've had. Thank you so much for the wonderful testimonies that I've heard from the members as I stood uh, in the foyer as they come in and talk about what a wonderful uh, place this church is and the wonderful ministries that they're accomplishing. Thank you for the growth that they've seen. I pray that you would continue uh, to let this be the shining light that it should be here in this area of Chattanooga. I pray that you might bless the individuals who have come here. Thank you for their faithfulness in coming out. And I pray, Lord, that they would receive a blessing of just being uh, made uh, more sensitive to the need that exists, not just in other parts of the world, but even here in Chattanooga and then as we presented tonight on the island of St. Thomas. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your salvation. And thank you for the privilege that you've given us to serve you and to worship you. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
I appreciate Brother Jones. I appreciate the work the Lord has called him into. He's talking about Blue Water Bible College. Brother Thompson started Blue Water Bible College 40 years ago. I believe it's all on the slide there. And uh, now Brother Terrence and his wife is going. Miss Jones, would you stand, please? Let's welcome her to the service. Good to have her with us here. Great. Once you get your prayer sheet out, and we're going to come and pray together in just a moment, and then we're going to be receiving an offering tonight for the Jones family. And uh, we'll say more about that in just a moment. But as we normally do on Wednesday night, we want to remember our missionary of the week. Our missionary of the week uh, this week is Brad and Bonnie Collingwood serving in the Philippines with EMI. So we want to remember the Collingwoods tonight. Our church of the week is North Somerville Baptist Church in Somerville, Georgia. But the Tommy Russell is the pastor. So we want to lift this church up tonight, be praying for them. Our hospitalist, Brother James Perry, had surgery today. And he did have cancer, but they feel like they have they got everything, so they were encouraged by that. Willie Holcomb had knee surgery again. This is the fourth time she's had that surgery. And then Chris Hicks had day surgery this week. And then, of course, Miss Browner and Catherine Holmes at Park Ridge Hospital. So I want all of you that will to come. And let's just gather around the altar as we do on Wednesday nights to pray for our missionary of the week, to pray for our church of the week, special needs, and then, of course, continue to pray for all the things that are going on here. Continue to pray that the Lord will work things out. We're really praying and asking the Lord for the property next door and uh, believing the Lord for it. And as I mentioned last week, we've made a little headway with it. And uh, but the gentleman is asking way too much, so I've then turned him over to the Lord and let the Lord whip him down about $250,000. And uh, so you, we continue to pray for that and the need and of course we're trying for other have other options as well and and different things we possibly buying more land back this way buying more land this way uh, land is very very critical to us in our plans our church designer and architect i'll be flying in tomorrow i'll be meeting them tomorrow and they'll be bringing me the first uh, schematic drawings of the new building and so we're excited about that and then lord willing i'll be able to show you sunday It'll be your first time to actually see what is going to happen so there's a lot of things happening we need you to bathe it in prayer and lift all these things up, excited about what the Lord is doing. But let's all come and gather around the altar and let's just take these things of the Lord tonight and pray for them and pray that the Lord will meet every need and move in every heart. So look, if you will, let's come. Our Father tonight, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the work of God that has been shared with us tonight. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry of Blue Water Bible College for the ministry that it's had through the years and for the many, many that have been trained and sent out from Blue Water Bible College and the many, many churches, our Lord, that have been started as a result of these students that have gone through the college. Thank you for touching Brother Terrence, fruit of the college. And thank you, Lord, that you've put it in his heart. Now you've called him back just to continue that ministry and to expand that ministry and to build that ministry that be might become a more effective tool to uh, train people for the work of God. Bless, Lord, the work. Bless Brother Terrence and his wife and bless their ministry and bless their burden. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help him to raise the additional support that he needs. Thank you for what you've sent in. You know what is remaining. And I pray, Lord, that you would meet that need and again use them. We pray tonight for the Collingwood serving you in the Philippines. We pray, Lord, for the country of the Philippines. We pray for the people of the Philippines. We pray you'd open hearts and make hearts receptive to the gospel. Bless the missionaries that serve there 
Tonight, especially, we lift up the Collingwoods that you would bless them and use them there and their ministry for the glory of God. And then, Lord, for our sister church in Somerville, Georgia, we pray, Lord, that you might bless it. We pray for the pastor that you might touch him, Brother Russell. May the hand of God be upon him. I pray you'd anoint him every time he stands to bring your word. I pray the church might grow, that it might prosper, be blessed of the Lord. They'll see many come to the Lord. May they experience just a wonderful moving of the Lord. And then for our folk that are in the hospital, touch them. And then so many of our church families lost loved ones. In recent days, we pray you'll continue to minister to their broken hearts. And then, Lord, to be with those. And for Brother Gary Cleaver, the death of his aunt, her funeral. On Friday, I pray you would minister to the family. And then all the things are going on here, Lord. As while we pray for others, we ask you, Lord, now that you might bless us and continue to bless here. Lord, I pray you would give us the property that we need. And I pray you'd open hearts and touch hearts and move in hearts that these things might come to pass. This is your work, and therefore I know that you'll provide. Just help us to know what is your will. Help us to know what you want. Lead us, guide us in every step. Thank you, Lord, for what has been given. I pray you continue to bless and meet every need that we have as we continue this wonderful adventure of enlarging our abilities to do more for you. So, Father, bless and meet every need. And then on Sunday, meet with us in a special way. May the glory of God be manifested here and the touch and the presence of the Lord be made real. Father, so we ask you to move and meet all of these needs and work in every heart and work in every life. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go back to your seat. I want our ushers to come forward to receive our offering. Different ways, and what we've tried to show you all through the month is the work of God around the world and how it manifests itself in many, many ways. And it's been an exciting month, and what a wonderful conclusion to it tonight. Everything you give now goes to Brother Jones. We'll be adding to it as well. So I want you to give tonight, dig down deep, and give special offering. And then after the offering, we'll close for tonight. Let's ask God to bless the offering. Father, you know the need that Brother Jones has. Use us tonight, maybe to meet that need. In Jesus' name, amen.
But Jones, I want you and your wife, if you would, come down here and stand. I want our folks to come by and meet you and introduce themselves to you. We're so glad you're here tonight. And I believe the choir, Rick's going to meet with the choir for just a few minutes up here in the choir. Where is Rick? Uh, at 8.15, all right. I thought maybe he'd slipped out. Smoke it again. Good. He's up there in the corner. But uh, the choir just meet up here, and they're just going to go over a couple songs getting ready for Sunday. Let's all stand. You be sure to come by and uh, let the Joneses know how much we appreciate them being here tonight, that you're going to be praying for them. And then the other missionaries, they're here tonight, Brother Thompson, Brother Coma, and, of course, our own. Good to have Brother Eddie home tonight and Denise's home and, and others. Uh, you come by and speak to them. You're dismissed. Let our visitors know how glad we are to have them tonight.